So in case you've not noticed, with the bare legs and all that, today is Baptism Sunday. And we are continuing on with our current message series called Simply, and we've looked at a whole bunch of topics, just a simple look. What's my password? There it is. Okay. A simple look at... uh, a number of kind of basic but yet important topics in the Bible, and today we are looking at simply baptism. So we're going to look at what baptism is, we're going to look at it in as informative a manner, and yet as understandable a manner as possible, okay? So it's going to be simply baptism. Now, um, if you are watching this you know, in the year 2025 or something like that, and this is pandemic season. This is the famous year 2020, and uh, so that means we had to work out how are we going to, are we allowed to do baptisms? How can we do baptisms? And so, the way we're doing it is we have to have the water chlorinated the same way as a swimming pool is. Only one person is allowed in there with the baptismal person, so I'll be doing it on my own today. So if you're a large individual, I am praying for the strength of Samson to come upon me so that we don't leave you under the water and actually get you back out again. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to have to wear a mask and gloves, but the people being baptized are not to wear masks because once your mask gets wet, you can't breathe anymore, and so they've not to wear them. So that's how we're going to be doing them. So when you see that at the end, like for those of you in the room, you understand why, but for those watching online, that's why we're doing it slightly different than normal today. Anyway, simply baptism. You know, I can remember when I was baptized. Many, many moons ago, I was not a Christian, and I was living my own life, uh, basically making the own de- my own decisions for my own life, and discovering that maybe I, you know, since I've only been here in this planet a short time, might not know the best way to run my life. And so my life just went down the wrong path. Eventually, one night, after being hospitalized for taking four times the recommended, I was going to say four times the recommended dose, but there is no recommended dose of LSD. Four times what my friends were taken, ended up in hospital, my parents worried about me, and uh, eventually they managed to get me to talk to a pastor. And this pastor was quite a cool dude. I liked him. I got on great with him. He shared the gospel with me. Eventually, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I prayed. I realized the gospel was true, that God was real, that Jesus was the Son of God, that He died on the cross for my sins, that He rose again from the dead, and that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but will receive everlasting life. And so I did that. I put my faith in Christ. I prayed that prayer. I invited Him into my life, and my life began to change immediately. But I really, like I had made a decision to follow Jesus. And so 
as I am, I'd heard about people being baptized. I hadn't actually seen anybody being baptized yet, but I'd heard about it. And as I was reading through the Bible, I discovered that Jesus himself had been baptized. There's a time in the scriptures before Jesus, when he was 30 years old, before he actually started preaching and healing and all of that stuff, he goes down to the River Jordan where his cousin has a ministry, a kind of open-air church set up. His cousin's called John the Baptist. And uh, the, word bap the word baptism is simply a Greek word which means to dunk. I mean, basically, they called him John the Dunker. But rather than translate it, we want to make it sound holy, so we say the baptism. We just put the Greek word in, you know, as if Greek's a holier language or something like that. But actually, it was John the Dunker, John the Washer, John the Immerser. In fact, you could say the dyer of clothes, because if you were dyeing clothes, somebody would say, go and baptize that pair of jeans in that black dye out there. Baptize just meant to immerse in a liquid. And so John, he goes to John the baptizer, and Jesus comes down, and John sees him, and, and John says, why are you coming to be baptized by me? I need to be baptized by you. You're the Son of God. You're the Lamb of God who is going to take away the sins of the world. And Jesus said, no, let this happen. Everything must take place. And Jesus is baptized by John in the River Jordan. And the Bible says, as he came back up out of the water, God's Spirit came down upon Jesus. And then we know the rest of the story of Jesus from there on and how he began to preach, tell parables, heal the sick, forgive sinners. Eventually, he died on the cross, rose again from the dead, and appeared to hundreds of eyewitnesses to prove that he was alive. And so when I read that as a young Christian who had only six months previously given my life to Christ, and I'm reading that Jesus was, be, was baptized, and I, you see, I had decided to follow Jesus. In fact, back in those days, there even was a song we used to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. Does anybody remember that? I'm not going to sing it, but does anybody remember that? I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. And so I thought, well, if Jesus was baptized, and I'm now a believer in Jesus, and I'm now a follower of Jesus, I want to be baptized. Now, here was the thing. Um, a lot of people who knew me, I hadn't seen them for a while. Um, you know, like, you know, I hadn't visited my drug dealer in six months and things like that. They didn't, they didn't know what had happened to me. I had disappeared off the face of the earth. And I knew what had happened to me. My family knew what had happened to me. I had been reborn. I had put my faith in Christ. My life had been changed, but nobody else knew what had happened to me. But I knew that if I was going to make it as a follower of Jesus, I could not be an undercover agent for Jesus. I had to be public. And being baptized in a church full of people was me publicly telling the world, I have decided to follow Jesus. 
And I'll never forget that day I was nervous about it and coming up to the microphone and say, we're going to have people coming up to this microphone here and saying, my name is Martin Trench and I have decided to follow Jesus. And then they're going to get into the tank and be baptized just like Jesus was. And they'll probably be a little bit nervous standing in front, everybody's eyes looking at them and all of that. And that's what I was like. And, and like I had never stood, in, like I wasn't, I'd never stood on a platform and spoken about my faith or anything like that. And so this was a big deal for me. But that day was the day that I went public with my faith. Just like you might be dating someone, you might like them, you might even have both fallen in love with each other, but nobody else knows what's going on in your heart. But the day the two of you stand at the altar and make vows to dedicate your lives to one another, that is your public demonstration that you are now in a committed relationship with one another. And going through the waters of baptism is when you are now going public and saying, I am in a committed relationship with the Creator of heaven and earth. He is my Father. I am His child. And I am saying to the world that I am part of his family. So that's what baptism is basically all about. I want you to look, after Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples and he gathered them all together. And in Matthew's gospel, chapter 28, here is what Jesus told to his disciples. It says, after Jesus rose from the dead, the 11 disciples, there was only 11 now because one of them had had done a, an Epstein, so he was gone. And it says, the 11 disciples heard the wonderful news that he was risen from the woman who saw him. Then Jesus came to them and said, all the authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to, be, to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget that I am with you always. So Jesus said to his followers, go and spread the good news everywhere you go. And when people believe the good news, the good news that there is a God, that he is the creator of all things, and that he is a loving father, and that although we have all sinned, we have all rebelled, we've all gone our own way, this loving God sent us a savior, his only begotten son called Jesus who would come and live and die and rise again, and that anyone who would put their faith in him would be forgiven, would receive the gift of eternal life, and would be welcomed back into the family of God. There's the good news. If anyone believes that good news, yeah, thank you, it is good news. I mean, some people make it bad news. Have you ever seen some of the people, you know when I was coming in today, maybe you saw it, or last week there was people with banners saying, you look awesome today, happy Sunday. But have you ever gone down the road and you've seen people with different banners, turn or burn? 
You know, you're going to hell. You know, it's like they've taken the good, the good news and made it bad news. Jesus said, go and tell people good news. See if they believe the good news. Tell them it's time to be baptized. It's time to go public with your faith. It's time to say, hey, listen, I, I call, I've got the best father of all. I'm part of the healthiest fa- family there is. If you're fed up with the toxic world out there, come and join this family. We've got a great father. We've got a great elder brother. His name is Jesus. I mean, our other brothers and sisters are a bit screwed up, but we're all screwed up, so that's okay. But he loves us anyway. Tell them the good news and then baptize them, he says. And that's exactly what they did in the book of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter 2, after Jesus' uh, disciples went out and preached everywhere, Peter told the crowd who were listening, repent from your sins. Repent is a military term that was used. It meant about turn. If you're marching this way and the sergeant major shouts, repent, that way, right? So you're going towards destructive, toxic lifestyles. And he's saying, stop, turn around, go this way, it's better. Stop walking towards the darkness and walk towards the light. Stop walking towards the problems and walk towards the the solution to the problems. Stop walking away from love and walk towards love, away from the creator and towards the creator. Repent of your sins and return to God. And each one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to have your sins forgiven. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Those who believed that word, those who believed the word that day, numbered 3,000, and all of them were baptized and added to the church. Now, what is it? What is it? I need to take my stuff out of my pocket. What is it that baptism actually symbolizes then? So here we, we do not have the Jordan River here, but we do have some water. Yes, he's telling the truth. It's nice and warm. So actually, it's, a, it's warm at surface level. <laughs> and, and so what does it symbolize? Well, the waters of baptism symbolize a number of different things. I'm going to need to be careful here because I've got a power pack. You know, I don't want to get into the water. I feel the power! <laughs> but it's the wrong power. Right. So, the first thing baptism symbolizes is a new birth. It's being reborn. Now, I know you probably don't remember this, but there was once a time that you were a little baby and you lived in a little sack full of liquid, amniotic fluid. And you swam about in there and sucked your thumb in there. And if you had a twin, you punched them in the face or whatever in there. And then you wondered, is there life after pregnancy? Does it exist? Is this the only world, this little dark womb that I live in? Is this the only world? Is, does the, is the mother real? Does she really exist? Will I travel down a tunnel towards the light and come out and see the mother face to face? You think that's the only world you're in, and then one day you're born, and you realize that the world is huge. 
and your mother does exist, and you see her face to face, just like one day we will leave this world, and all of your questions about, is God real? Is he really there? What's that? Does he, has he really forgiven my sins? I've got doubts sometimes, and you'll pass through that tunnel, and you'll see your father face to face, but first, Jesus said, you must be born again. You must be spiritually born, and this water symbolizes you. Jesus said, you must be born of water and the Spirit. And when you put your faith in Christ, you're spiritually reborn. And the water symbolized, when you go under the water, it's like going into that amniotic sac. You're under the water, and then you're born, and you come out of the water like a brand new baby. The slate is wiped clean. You've got a brand new life. And so that's, if, and that's only the first thing it symbolizes. The second thing it symbolizes is it symbolizes a bath, a bath to wash away all your filth. And this is symbolic of when we put our faith in Christ, the blood of Jesus that was shed in the cross washes away all of our sins, everything internal in our hearts, our thoughts, our minds, that water cannot wash away. The grace of God can wash away. And when you go under the waters, you're saying that just like this water is splashing over my body, so the grace of God is washing my soul clean from every sin I have ever committed. And then the third thing that baptism symbolizes is it symbolizes a death and a resurrection. Just like Jesus died and his body was laid in the tomb, but three days later he rose again from the dead, when you're baptized, you're saying, my old life is buried under the water, under the tomb with Jesus, and when I come back up out of the water, I am rising to a brand new life. Whatever my life was before, maybe other people had hurt me and wounded me and I've been a victim throughout life. Maybe I've been a bully and a victimizer throughout life. Maybe I, I've been involved in things or even done things that I'm ashamed of. Maybe my life is over. Maybe, maybe there's nothing to live for anymore. Maybe I just better, I'd be better off dead. Well, maybe you would. Come up here and let your old life die. Then rise to a brand new life. And then the fourth thing it symbolizes is being immersed in water or baptized in water symbolizes being immersed or baptized in God's Spirit. When you're covered in the water, when you're wet with water, you get out and you drip water everywhere. And when you get filled with God's Spirit, I want to tell you, when you're immersed in God's Spirit, you leave wet footprints everywhere you go. You're taking the love of God, the joy of the Lord, Lord and the peace of God that passes all understanding. You meet somebody who's sick, and instead of saying to them, oh, I feel sorry for you, you suddenly realize the presence of the Lord is all over me. Can I pray for you to be healed just like Jesus would? Because you see, I have decided to follow Jesus, and I'm living a Jesus life from now on, and I'm carrying that wetness everywhere I go. I want you to look at Acts chapter 8 here a moment. Acts chapter 8 is a really great story, and it tells us about one of Jesus' followers, a man called Philip. And it says, Philip saw a man from Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. 
who was in charge of all of her treasury and who had come to Jerusalem to worship God and was now returning home again because there was a big temple in Jerusalem. People would come from other countries. So he had come to worship God and was now returning home. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and overtake that chariot. So he did that. So Philip goes up, and then it says, next verse says this, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, and he said, do you understand what you are reading? And the man said, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture he from which he read was this, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away and who can declare his generation for his life was taken from the earth. This was hundreds of years before Jesus. The prophet Isaiah had a vision, a prophecy that the Messiah would come but would be rejected and killed. That was what that prophecy was about. So the Ethiopian man said to Philip, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at this script, beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. Now, look at the next verse. Look at what the Ethiopian's first thought was. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? I've got something to say to everyone in this room today. Here is water. Here is water. If you've never been baptized, what is hindering you from being baptized? The answer is nothing except you yourself. What is hindering me from being baptized? And Philip said this, if you believe with all your heart, you can be baptized. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. You know, it said there, if you believe with all your heart, if you, not just if in your mind you say, yep, okay, that's all right, and that's all right, and that. But if deep down you're saying, this is what I need. This, this is true. I need this. I need to open up my life and put my faith in Christ. If you believe with all your heart. Here's what it says in the book of Romans about believing with all your heart. It says, if you openly declare Jesus is Lord, and that's what you're doing when you get publicly baptized, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Uh, for it is, uh, it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Baptism is for anyone who has truly 
believed in your heart, their heart. Let's just look at a few things about baptism. First of all, baptism is for believers. Can you say that with me? Baptism is for believers. Now, yes, if you have a little baby that you've had, that's been born, and you want to bring them to church, and you want them prayed over and blessed and dedicated, then that's absolutely fine. Some people put a drop of water in their head. We put a drop of oil and anoint them with oil and pray over them. Now, some people call that a baptism, but actually the word baptism means to dunk and immerse. It's a good thing to do, the name the Bible gives to it is dedication. You are dedicating your child to the Lord. But the child's not yet a believer. But as the child matures and grows and understands things, they have to one day say, I have decided. I have made a decision. Baptism is for believers. Only true believers in Jesus should be baptized. Remember the verse we just read? If you believe with all your heart, you may be baptized. True believers have repented of their sins. True believers want to live a new life. True believers want to follow Jesus from now on. So anyone who has put their faith in Christ, who is a true believer in Jesus, you might have been a true believer in Jesus for five years or for five minutes, it doesn't matter. But if you've opened your life to Christ and you've put your faith in Him and you say, I believe in Jesus, you can be baptized. The next slide says this. Baptism symbolizes a spiritual reality. You just saw me do it a few minutes ago. It symbolizes a new birth. The water's breaking and you emerging and coming out as a brand new person with a clean slate. It symbolizes the washing away of everything that you're ashamed of that you've ever done in your life, all your sins forgiven and washed away. It symbolizes your old life dying and you rising again to a brand new life. And it symbolizes you being immersed in God's Spirit. This is not just a religious ritual. You're saying, I believe that God's Spirit fills me and is with me and is all around me and travels with me everywhere I go. So baptism is for believers, and baptism symbolizes a spiritual reality. One more thing. You can be baptized today if you are already a believer in Jesus Christ. You know, I became a believer in Christ, and yet it was six months before I got baptized. I've met people who have been believers for six years and still have just never got around to getting baptized. Here is water. What hinders you from being baptized? Oh, I didn't bring a change of clothes. That's what hinders me. Fear not, little flock. We have a change of clothes with one of these t-shirts for everybody that wants to be baptized. We've got little ones. We've got big ones like this that look like dresses. I mean, we've got everything, right? So, if you're already a believer in Christ, but you've just never got around to being baptized, now you might say, but am I not supposed to go to a baptism class first? This was it. You've just had the baptism class. I mean, how much more do you need to know, right? <laughs> or if you have decided to become a believer in Jesus Christ today, maybe the words of one of the songs just touched your heart and you thought, this is real. 
Maybe some of these scripture verses are speaking to you. Maybe you came in here, an unbeliever, and as you're sitting here, you're beginning to believe, and you're saying, I want to put my faith in Christ. I want to become a believer. How long do I need to wait to be baptized? The Ethiopian said, I believe in Jesus Christ, and, and Philip said, come on, Ba-boom, off you go. There was no hanging about. There was no waiting. There wasn't even a change of clothes. They just did it right there and right then. And if you are putting your faith in Christ today as your Savior and as your Lord, you too can come and be baptized and begin a brand new life today as a sign that you wish to follow Jesus Christ from now on. But here's the thing, church. You need to make a decision. Now, there's a, there's a handful of people here that have already told us in advance they've made the decision they're going to be baptized today. But there might be a few more people here, and you haven't. You came here, and you hadn't made the decision. And now, you know that thing when the preacher is talking, and you, you're thinking, somebody told him about me. Some, somebody's told him. You know that one? And you're shuff, shuffling from one buttock cheek to the other because you're... That's a sign that you are feeling uncomfortable because God's truth is working in your life and it's time for you to make a decision. If you don't make a decision, you'll leave without anything. It's like the kid in the candy store. He went into the candy store with his dad and his dad said to him, you can buy one item. Have a look around the shop and pick one item. And the first thing the kids saw, he thought, oh, I love those, and he picked up that. And then as he walked on, he said, oh no, that's my favorite there. So he picked up and he didn't want to put that down. And before he knew it, he saw something else. Oh, this is luring me. Maybe, maybe I should get that instead. And before you knew it, the kid left the candy store with nothing because he couldn't make a decision. I want to challenge each one of you. There's something better than candy here. There's something better than material possessions here. The creator of the universe loves you and wants to bring you into his family. He wants to be your father and he wants you to be his child. And he is welcoming you today, but you have to make a decision. What are you leaving here with today? Let's look at our last verse again. We've already read it, but here it is again. Put up the next slide. No, not that one. The, if you believe with all your heart, the last the, my very last slide. My last slide. Before that one. <laughs> Before that one. Whatever, wherever it is. If you believe with all your heart, you can be baptized. Are you ready to make a decision? No? Are you ready to make a decision today, church? Right, come on, stand up, stand up. I want us right now to just still our hearts and minds. Still our hearts and minds. And as I speak, this is what I thought was coming up on the screen. I'm going to just read it to you. See, hear, is water. Here is water. What hinders me? This is a question for you to ask yourself. 
What hinders me from being baptized? Now, maybe the answer is I got baptized last year, so I'm bat- maybe that's what hinders you. Then Philip said, if you, if you, if you, if you hiding up the back row up there, if you down at the front, if any of you, if you believe with all your heart, you can be baptized. We're going to put a prayer up on the screen. And we're going to pray this prayer together, a prayer of committing our life to Christ and making the decision to be baptized and to follow him. So right now, I would like all of us to bow our heads, close our eyes for a moment. Just let God deal with your heart. And I'm asking you a question. What is hindering you from being baptized? Are you a believer who has never been baptized? Are you becoming a believer today and you want to be baptized? Whether you have let us know in advance or not, just let us know right now. If you are coming down the front to be baptized today, just lift your hands up right now, wherever you are in this room. Go ahead. Everyone who's been, including those who have, including you down the front here, you're being baptized. Okay, everybody who wants to be baptized, come on down the front right now. Come on down the front. We're going to pray for you. Just make your way down the front just now. Let's give them an encouragement as they're coming. Come on. Come and stand down here. Anybody else that wants to be baptized, come on down the front. Stand here. As I said, if you need a change of clothes and a towel, we have them. Okay, we're going to pray this prayer on the screen. I want to encourage those of you down the front to just lift up your hands to God. I want to encourage those of you there to reach out your hands to these people. And if anybody else is having that last minute battle and you want to sneak in here, you've got 30 seconds. So get down the front right now. Okay. Okay, we're going to say this prayer together. Let's all pray together, church. One, two, three. Father God, today I place my entire life in your hands. Forgive all my sins and mistakes. I put my faith in your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died and rose again to bring me eternal life. Today I have decided to follow Jesus and to declare that by being baptized. Thank you for hearing my prayer and saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him a prayer.